Welcome. Thank you for so much for being here. We are excited about the word of the Lord today, how it changes our life. Today we're, we're in the middle of a series of Proverbs. We're talking about Proverbs, studying what Proverbs has to say. And really, Proverbs is a big wisdom, a big wisdom book. And so we're getting wisdom from the book of Proverbs. And we've been talking about how to win at the game of life, right? We all want to win at the game of life. Life teaches us that, uh, society teaches us if the more we get, the more you win. Just like the board game, the more you get, the more you win. But how many know that's not always true? Matter of fact, I, I, want you to, I want you to succeed in everything you do, but I want you to get to the end of your life with people who love you. I want you to be there with people you've made an impact with. And life's not just about who gets the most things wins. It's about who gives the most as well, who gives away their life as well. Who's bringing up the next generation? Who's passing on the laws? You know, many times life also teaches us that the more followers we have, the more friends we have, right? The, the more likes we get on social media, the more friends we have, people who follow us, the more relationships we have. But how many know we're raising up a generation with a million followers and very few true relationships? We got, we got followers a mile wide but we have true friendships an inch deep. So wisdom talks about learning to walk with people who are wise, building friendships, building relationships that are meaningful, who will impact you and who will impact you for years to come. Growing up, how many parents told you, you know what, choose your friends wisely. Anybody's parents ever tell them that? My parents did. Choose your friends wisely. How many know that growing up, or even today, if we're being honest, there, there are certain friends, that if we hang out with them on a Friday night, there's probably a 50-50 chance we'll end up in jail. How many know what I'm talking about? Just saying. Some of you are like, Pastor, I was that friend. Thank the Jesus I'm not anymore. It's down to about 25% chance now. Hallelujah. How many know we're all responsible for our dumb choices, right? We've got to take ownership. We're all responsible for our dumb and unwise choices. We've all made them. Not the first time. It won't be the last time. But listen, we have to understand this. Who you hang out with will greatly influence your life. Who you hang out with will greatly influence Decide your future. Matter of fact, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Pick the wrong friends and you'll have the wrong life. It's a true statement, isn't it? Very true statement. Look at Proverbs 13, 20. Proverbs 13, 20. Walk with the wise and become wise. Turn to your neighbor and say, walk this way. Talk this way. Talk this way. Walk this way. Walk with the wise and become wise. Hang out with fools and get in trouble. Now, we don't need the Greek definition to understand this. It's really plain to hear, really plain to understand, but so important for our life. You want to get wiser? Hang around wise people. You want to get in trouble? Hang around with fools, and you'll get in trouble. It's there for us. And so we understand something. Show me your friends, and I'll show you your future. If I want to grow or improve, I've got to 
hang around people who are heading in the same direction. If I want to grow in any area of my life, I got to hang around people who are growing and heading upward in their life. I want to hang around people who the arrow is pointing up. I want to hang around people who's got some ambition in their life. I want to hang around some people who want to grow in their life. And the more I hang around those kind of people, the more it inspires me to grow as well. The more it inspires me to improve as well. To raise the quality of your life. Look at this. To raise the quality of your life, raise the quality of your friendships. We all want to raise the quality of our life. But many of us never do the second part. We never raise the quality of our friendships. Therefore, they keep us stuck at a certain level. You want to raise the quality? Hang around higher quality people. So how do we raise the quality of our friendships in our life? Number one, write this down. Choose your friends wisely. Choose your friends wisely. Proverbs 18, 24 there are friends who destroy each other, but a real friend sticks closer than a brother. How many want some real friends in life? Uh, I, someone said, how do, you, how do you find out who your real friends are? I'll tell you very easy how to find out who your real friends are. Decide to move. And ask for help to move and see who shows up. And then you're going to find out who your real friends are. How many know real friends show up to help friends move? You can find out really easy. The Proverbs is very clear. It teaches us about real friends and how to get real friends. You've got to choose them wisely. Matter of fact, Proverbs lists our friends basically in these three categories. Look at these three categories. We have wise friends, we have foolish friends, and we have evil friends. Proverbs says but basically all of us have three different friends in our life and people in different areas. He goes, when you're around wise friends, people who have knowledge, people who are making wise choices, people who are seeing success in their life, he goes, these kind of friends, you need to pull close to you and have a conversation with them. Don't be afraid to ask them, how did you succeed here? How did you get past this in your point? How did you get past this difficult time? How did you get started? How did you improve your marriage? How did you improve these things in your life? You gotta hang around. It says the wise people, you wanna invite them to have coffee. Invite them to have a conversation. Invite them to lunch. Invite them to spend time with them. Make time for these people in your life. Wise people, you gotta make time for. The foolish people are people that you gotta learn to set some boundaries in. Now, foolish people, many times, they don't know they're foolish. You know they're foolish, and probably everybody else knows they're foolish, but they don't always know they're foolish people. And what that means is simply this. They have a good heart, usually, but their immature actions always end up bringing some harm. They bring some harm to you. They end up distracting you. They end up distracting themselves. They end up always getting into foolishness, even when their heart's in the right place. So the Bible says we don't have to cut these people off, but it does say we need to learn to set boundaries for them that they don't overrun and influence. Their foolishness doesn't influence my life too much. I got to make sure if I have coworkers that are all going out, they're all going out for a drink after work. I'm all right. When they go out and do that, there's a lot of foolishness that follows. So I'll be your friend at work. 
I may go have an appetizer, but I'm out. I ain't hanging out with you guys because I see the foolishness that follows. So I'm setting boundaries. I, I'm, I work here. I'm your friend, but I don't have to go and participate in that because a lot of foolishness is happening. Wise people set boundaries. Sometimes it could even be a family member. It's tough. I can't get rid of my family members. They're there. But sometimes I have to set boundaries when they are doing unwise choices that are bringing harm to the relationship of the family. They're bringing harm into the children. And so I've got to set boundaries, make sure. I don't get rid of them, but I'm making sure that I'm setting boundaries. So I, many times in our life, my wife and I, I can tell you this, that in our life, we had to make sure we drew boundaries with certain people in our life. It's important you do that. And then it talks about the evil people in our life. It says we are to have nothing to do with evil people. People who will hurt you and they don't care. People who are out to destroy your life and they don't care. People who have no remorse, they're just out to destroy anybody in their path. The Bible says these are evil people to shun evil. Not to have anything with these people. It's okay to cut them off. Even if they were somebody who was close to you, it's all right to have to cut them off when they are operating in an evil spirit. So you got to choose a separation for those people. I love what author and leadership uh, author and guru John Maxwell, one of my favorite leaders over the decades, he, he's wrote so many books on leadership. And he says every month, once a month, he, he has a power lunch with somebody. He calls it a power lunch because he, he tries to meet with somebody who knows more than him, even though this guy has wrote literally the book on leadership. He says, I always ask him five questions. I ask, what's the greatest lesson you have learned in your life? What's the greatest lesson you've learned in your life? Then I ask him, how did you handle failure in your life? How did you handle the failure in your life? He says, then I ask him, what have you experienced that I need to experience? What have you experienced that I need to experience? And then he says, what are you reading that I need to be reading? Then he says, the last question I ask him is, how can I serve you? Because I have this conversation at least once a month with somebody. I'm always looking to garner wisdom. John Maxwell is 74 years old. The guy has wrote dozens and dozens and dozens upon books on leadership. And every month he's looking to grow with somebody new. Listen, you got to seek out wise friends. You got to seek out wise relationships. You got to seek out wise people. They will not seek you out. You've got to seek them out. Wise people aren't walking around looking to seek you out. They're going forward. But you got to see them, you got to notice them, and then you got to seek out and say, can I have lunch with you? Can I buy you a cup of coffee? Can I, can I have a word with you? Can I, can I spend time with you? And, and have that conversation. I want to grow. If you want to grow in your business, Hang around people who've had success in business. If you want to grow in investing, hang around people who've had success in investing. If you want to grow in parenting, hang around people who are doing good at parenting. Listen, don't hang around somebody who has no kids trying to tell you how to raise your, parents, raise your kids, right? Or don't hang around somebody whose kids are all gone crazy. Get, get, give us somebody who has success with some parenting and say, how'd you do it? How do I get overcome this? Uh, hang around people. Want to have success in your marriage? Hang around people who have a healthy marriage. It doesn't mean they haven't ever had failure in that marriage, but it means they were able to overcome it, rebuild, and go forth stronger than ever. 
Hang around those kind of people. Hey, how do I, how do I grow our marriage stronger? You want to become more spiritual, mature? Hang around people who are wanting more of God, who are growing in more of God. You want to hang around people with more faith? I want to hang around people who are using faith in operation in their life. I want to hang around people who are putting God first in their life. I want to hang around people who want to know more about God. I hang around those kind of people. I need that. I need that in my life. You want to grow in your leadership? Hang around people who are becoming good leaders. I mean, this is not rocket science, but it's so practical that we, the Bible says we need to learn to walk with the wise. Hang out with the wise. People want to help people who will listen and apply the knowledge they have. Let me give you an example. I, I had a man who I was working out at a particular gym. Not the one I work out now, but I was working out at a gym and I would go in, and this guy would come next to me, and he started talking to me. He found out I was a pastor, and so he was run. If I was on the treadmill, he'd run next to me. If I was on the bike, he'd be right next to me. If I was lifting, he'd be lifting right next to me. And he'd be like, tell me about his life, and he was tell me about how bad his, his marriage was and how hard it was with his children. And, All right, God, you know, so I'm like, listen, I, I really want to put my earbuds in, and I didn't want to get my heart rate up, and I want to get this cardio thing going, you know. But I'm like, God, all right, you sent this person here. I'm going to listen. Maybe I can help him. And so for a few weeks, I would listen to him, and I would give him advice while we're working out. But after a couple of weeks, I noticed he wasn't applying one thing I was telling him. And I was giving this guy 45 minutes to an hour of my time telling him ways he could do to improve his life and to fix some of his problems. And he wasn't even doing one thing that I applied, that I taught him to do to apply to his life. How many know that I started going in and putting my earbuds in and going to the opposite side of the gym? Because if you're not going to do it, don't wait. You know how many people would love to have three or four hours of my time a week for me to pour into them? And I was giving it to them and he wasn't even taking one, one thing. Listen, people will give to you when you take it. So if you're taking these conversations, write things down. Start applying it, taking a step forward in your life, and these people will help you grow. I promise you, people want to help people grow. But you got to seek out the wise. They're not going to seek you. This is why church community is so important. This is why we need church community so important. There's a lot of wise people in this room, and we like walking one with another, and we want to walk and help people grow in their wisdom. And so you need to find a place. At the end of my message today, I'm going to share with you and talk to you about places where you can plug in to positive people, plug into people who are going in the same direction, who want to grow in different interest groups and grow in different places of spiritual maturity. You're going to see these, and I want you to get involved in these areas. You know, my wife and I, one of the most important decisions we ever made in our young marriage life, before we had kids, we got married, you know, everything was great, and we're, we didn't have any kids, we're hanging out with other young married couples, doing the young married thing, and we'd go out, and we'd hang out with these people, and it seemed like it would always be good, they were good people, but how the, the conversation would always end up turning negative. And people complaining about their boss, people complaining about their job, people complaining about something else, people complaining about their church, people complaining about the pastor, people complaining about the leaders, people, people complaining. And finally, we were driving home one time from this group, and I said, honey, I said, I ain't there. they are so negative, I am done hanging out with these people. She goes, oh, I am so glad you said something. I was feeling the same way. And so we made a conscious effort 
These were good people. Many of them are our friends now, and many of them have grown up and matured since then and made their own changes in their life. But at the time, I didn't call them up and say, you know what? We're not going to hang out with you no more. You're too negative. We never did that. We didn't make it obvious, but we seemed to always be busy when they were getting together. We always had an ulterior motive. We always had something already planned, and we, we found other places to hang out. And we set boundaries on how much time we were going to hang out with those people because they were negatively influencing us. Now, listen to me. I will tell you this very truthful. Our marriage began to grow after we did that. Our leadership began to grow. Our ministry began to grow. Our life began to take off for the better when we quit hanging around some unwise negative people. I'm telling you, this principle will walk out in your life and come to life when you decide to cut away the negative and start putting more attention to the positive, the wisdom God will elevate your life. And number two, walking with the wise means be a true friend yourself. Be a true friend. How do we become a true friend? Well, I'm glad you asked. Let me give you some good, some good advice on how to be a true friend. Number one, shut down gossip. True friends, shut down gossip. Don't let everybody come to you and gossip to you. Don't let everybody come around and gossip to you all the time. Look at what Proverbs 20, 19 says. A gossip goes around telling secrets, so don't hang around with chatterers. Don't hang around people who are always gossiping about everybody else. I got news for you today. If they will gossip to you, they will gossip about you. True story. Telling you right now. You got to decide. I've got to shut down gossip. Now, how do you do that, Pastor? How do I get my friend? I've done something that's really helped me was this. When people come up and start speaking negative to the point where it's not just in a in a prayer request form, but I know they're just trying to spread some bad news about somebody. And they're not, they're not out of concern. They're just like, they want to be the first one to share it. Like, did you know? You know what I mean? Did you know? And they got a smile on their face. You know what I'm talking about? I'm like, no, I didn't know that. And then I'll say, you know what? Boy, they must be going through a hard problem. Let's pray for them right now. And I stop the conversation. I grab hands. And we turn what they said into a prayer request. And I start praying for them. Pretty soon, like, oh, yeah, yeah, hallelujah. Let's pray for them, yeah. And now they know. If I'm going to gossip to Pastor Gene, it's going to become a prayer meeting. So if you don't want a prayer meeting, you better keep your gossip to yourself. I've been the victim of gossip all my life. Listen, it is, it happens, I know. And so I don't want people, even if it's true, I don't want anybody spreading bad things about you. I don't want anybody spreading bad things about others. Let's be positive people who lift each other up. It doesn't mean we can't share concerns and, and share prayer requests and love and do those things, but let's don't, let's don't be people who entertain gossip. Come on now, let's be a body of believers who shuts down gossip and speaks life over one another, over our friends, over our community. Come on, that's a good thing. Over other churches, let's speak life. Learn to be trustworthy. Learn to be trustworthy. If you want trustworthy friends, you got to be a trustworthy friend. I wish I had more trustworthy friends in my life. Well, search your heart. Are you a trustworthy friend? I think I am. Are you? I'm just saying, learn to look within. Am I really a trustworthy friend? 
Am I a friend who shuts down gossip? Am I a friend who loves in the time of adversity? Am I a friend who sticks closer than a brother? Learn to be a trustworthy friend and you'll get trustworthy friends. Trust, quality friendships also mean speaking the truth in love. Speak the truth in love. Some of you heard the first part but didn't see the second part. Oh, I'm a good friend, so I've got permission now to speak the truth. No matter, no matter how much damage I do into their life, I can speak the truth because I'm their friend. I've earned it. No, that's not what I'm telling you. This, speak, a true friend will speak the truth, but he will do it and she will do it in love. And love is not looking to destroy. Love is looking to rebuild. Love is looking to heal. Love is looking to pull people up, not pull people down. Love is not looking to bring judgment. Love is looking to bring God's love and to help people improve their life. Love, love, love. Proverbs 27, 6. Wounds from a sincere friend are better than many kisses from an enemy. Right? That's all right. A, a true friend may tell you truth and it may hurt a little bit. It may wound you. We don't like hearing the truth sometimes. I, I get it. I don't like it sometimes, but it's necessary at times. And when it's shared to me in love, I accept it even if I don't like it. And I realize there's something in here I need to hear. There's some, I may not even agree with it, but there's probably a nugget of truth. If I look closely, there's probably a nugget of truth in there somewhere where I can look and pull that out and come to grips with some things in my life. We've got to focus on the better part. See, focus on the love part. Nobody cares how much you know until they know how much you care. You may have all the knowledge. You may be the wisest person in the four-state area. Nobody cares if you don't show you care. Nobody cares, but when you show you care, when you show that you love them, people will receive instruction. People will receive the truth, even when it hurts, from someone who loves. You say, oh, I'm supposed to love and share the truth? Yes, but let me tell you, to do this correctly, I want you to focus. You need to have about 75% focus on love and about 25% focus on truth. Too many people use this for an excuse. Well, I'm a true friend, so I'm just going to tell them the truth. If you don't do it in love, you're doing it wrong. True friends are not supposed to hurt people with their words. They're not supposed to intentionally try to use it for an excuse. Well, I'm your friend. I've been your friend for 10 years, so I can tell you this even if it hurts. No, a true friend does it in love. It matters. Listen to me, it matters. Telling the truth, it matters. But how you say it matters as well. When you say it matters as well. Where you say it matters as well. Wisdom, wisdom. Listen, you don't, you don't wanna get on and talk to your boss in front of all the employees that are there and the boss is there. This isn't the best time to have that talk with your boss. Use wisdom, talk to them. Say, can I talk to you in private about something? I need to tell you, hey, morale's being hurt. I've been, I've been out here serving you and, and I'm working hard, but listen, I need to let you know, this is the morale of the team. I don't do that in front of the whole team. I take it to the side. Take her to the side. I do it. Where you do it matters. How you do it matters. I don't do it with a loud voice. I do it in love. Soft answer. Soft reply. Listen, I, I see where you're headed. 
and I don't want you to continue down this road. Where you're headed can really destroy your life. I, it's all right to have a, a coworker who's getting too close to the other coworker, and you know that maybe they haven't crossed the line yet, but if they continue down this relationship, it could set them up for a place of failure. It's all right to go to them and say, listen, I just want you to be careful. I don't want this to cross the line and to cost your marriage, to cost you your children. Have that, have that, have that tough love. It's all right to talk to that person. You know what? You used to have an occasional drink, and now you're, you're drinking all the time. I think it's getting out of hand in your life, and I love you enough to let you know I think this is becoming more than just an occasional thing. I think it's becoming an addiction in your life. It's okay to have those tough conversations with them. It's okay to confront people. I, I see that you're treating your spouse not the right way. I see your family. It's all right to confront and love. I love you. Don't be so much love that you're afraid to speak the truth. I just want to love them. I just want, yeah, do that. Love them. But also, when the opportunity presents itself and there's a need there, don't be afraid to speak the truth in love. Quality friends, wise friends, speak the truth in love. True friends can have hard conversations, and it's okay. There's certain friends that can have those conversations with me, and I take it. There's other people, I don't, I don't want to take it. It's hard because they're not a true friend. But other people over the years, we built up, we've gone through hard times, and we've spoken into each other's lives, and I know when they're speaking, I need to pay attention. And a third thing, if you want to be that kind of quality friend, you got to don't give up on a friend. Don't give up on your friends. Proverbs 17, 17, look what it says. A friend is always loyal, and a brother is born to help in time of need. You need to learn to be loyal. A friend who's trustworthy is loyal. Well, what if they blow it? It doesn't mean you're putting your stamp of approval on any kind of failure in their life, but a true friend doesn't abandon people just because they blew it and made big mistakes in their life. A true friend is born for a time of adversity. It's in those times we need our truest friends. It's in those times we need people to come along beside us and to lift us up. It's in those times we need people. You know, I look for those opportunities in my life. There's been people in my life who we were close friends. And, and something happened, and all of a sudden we're not close anymore. And even though it hurt, and I felt like I should have been there, I had to bless them, and I had to keep a friendship. And then maybe they kept a distance from me, but I tried to always be friendly to them, even when I didn't feel like it was giving back both ways. But then they will go through something. They'll have somebody say something about them that's not true. And all of a sudden they reap what they sowed. And do I come to them and say, ha, 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 you reap what you sow. It's not so fun, is it? That's what I, my flesh wants to do. But instead, I will text them and say, you know what? I just want you to know I'm praying for you right now. If you need a friend, I'm here. And I can't tell you how many times that mended a relationship and God was elevated in that statement all because I chose to be a loyal friend even when it wasn't going both ways. And God used that. It works. God will use you so greatly when you have this kind of excellence in your spirit. When a friend is hurting, I don't know what to say, Pastor. So sometimes I just avoid it. They're hurting. They're going, I don't know what to say. I'm intimidated what to say. Listen, you don't have to say anything. A true friend can just be there. Listen. 
listen, just learn to be in the ear and to listen to somebody and let them know I'm here to pray with you. I believe in you. How many are glad that Jesus believed in us when we had our greatest failures in life, that he didn't give up on us, yes? And he didn't throw us out. He, he gave his life for us. He believed in us. He restored us. And as Christian friends, we're called the restored brothers and sisters. That means I, I don't sit around and say, oh, you just keep living that way. No, I can correct them in love. But also, I'm here for you, whatever you need. I'm not going to avoid you. Some people get avoided when they make mistakes. Nobody wants to be their friend all of a sudden. But a true friend is loyal. A true friend stands beside and walks along beside them. Learn to listen without judgment. Jesus didn't give up on us. We don't give up on our friends. A true friend, look at this statement. A true friend can forgive your past and help you change your future. And there's a friend who sticks closer than a brother. His name is Jesus. And he takes my past and he redeems it through his blood. And now he's changing my future. And I'm praying every day that God helps me now to be this kind of friend. God helps me now to love others this way. God helps me now. Listen, it's a lifelong journey. Growing with the wise. Walking with the wise. I don't care where you're at with your, your high school student here today. Choose wise friends this semester. Young adults, choose wise friends in college. Choose, choose wise friends. Hanging around the wrong people, you're going to flunk out. Mom and daddy are going to put you back in a community college. All right, come on now. And you're going to be paying your own way of your school. Choose wise friends. It's important. It's important. When you get married, choose around wise people. Hang around wise married couples. Don't, listen, don't, don't hang around people who are divorced 10 times and let them tell you how to work your marriage. Obviously, it didn't work for them, okay? <laughs> Hang around people who have strong marriages. Hang around people who can make you better. Hang around people. Walk with the wise. This semester, I want you to learn to walk with the wise. I'm gonna put up a few of these classes that are coming up. Some of these are different interest groups that you can be involved in. Some of these are Bible studies. Some of these are men's and women's ministries, youth ministries, different places you can be involved. There's over a dozen groups that you can be involved in this next semester here at Destiny. We would love. This is not including areas to serve. This is just groups you can come and connect. Listen, we do D.C. Dinner Club once a month. We'd love to have you come out. Eat a meal with us. We do life together. We talk about life. We talk about what God's doing in our life. It's, it's a very much building relationship time. Some groups meet weekly, some meet monthly, but there's a place for every one of us to connect. And I, I'm praying this semester that you will raise your quality of friendships. Raise who you're walking with. Get around some wise people and let God grow you in wisdom in Jesus' name. Let's bow our heads. Father, we thank you. I thank you, Lord, for wisdom that you've given to us. And all wisdom starts with a decision to surrender our life fully to Jesus. That's the beginning of all wisdom right there. When I say, God, I can't walk in my own power. God, I need your power in my life. I've come to the end of my road and I realize I can't do it on my own and my life needs to be surrendered fully to Jesus Christ. That's where we start at the beginning of wisdom. If you're here today, say, Pastor Gene, I'm ready to surrender my life to Jesus. I'm ready to give Jesus and make him Lord of my life. We won't do anything to single you out. We're not going to embarrass you, I promise you. 
I want to give you a chance to respond without anybody looking but me. Can you just simply raise your hand and say, I'm ready to surrender my life to Jesus today? Thank you. Anybody else want to join them? Thank you. Raise your hand one more time. If you haven't raised it, raise it right now. Say, I'm ready. I'm ready today. Thank you. Yes. Anybody else? Yeah, thank you, guys. See those hands. This is what we're going to do. We're going to say this prayer. If you raised your hand, I want you to say this prayer with me out loud. If Christians sitting around you, we'll help you say it out, out loud as well. Say, dear Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. I believe you are the Messiah, God's only son. And from this day forward, I will live for you and I will follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, we say welcome to the family of God. Come on now, give me a hand clap.